0: Yesterday um was Victory Day in Russia. Not victory over Ukraine. This is historic victory. Um uh, it's their celebration. They have military parades and all the rest uh, all around the country. Little subdued this year, scaled back a bit. We'll get into that in a second. But um Vladimir Putin usually gives a speech to the entire country uh, on Victory Day and he did yesterday using the occasion to uh once again try and try and reverse the narrative, I guess, saying that the West, with their untamed ambitions, arrogance, and impunity, are driving this war. Uh, he said it was this was the situation. Even as he was saying it, Russia was firing cruise missiles into Ukraine at the same time. But uh, it speaks to the side by side battles that are being waged and have been waged for months now, the actual war and the war around the information. We're going to chat now with Yars Balin, who is an administrative coordinator, at the Peter and Doris Kuhl Ukrainian Canadian Studies Center at the Canadian Institute of Ukrainian Studies at the University of Alberta. Uh, Yars, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time.
1: Thanks
0: for having me, Shane. Um, listen, uh, talking about this speech yesterday, um, Putin said that civilization is at a decisive turning point. And I think a lot of people would agree with him on that front, but for entirely different reasons that he's saying, laying all of that at the feet of the West, Um we are at a decisive turning point, but uh, for very different reasons, right?
1: for very different reasons i mean the civilization that he's talking about is a civilization the russian world they call it where uh they commit war crimes it's a misogynist culture it's homophobic it's it's uh oppressive this is russian civilization that is under threat uh, and and it is under threat
0: with this you know at this speech that he gave yesterday I mean, it's really just the latest offensive in the in the war of information as i said or the narrative whatever you want to call it because um you know he has long contended that this isn't what it appears to be it's a proxy war with the west it's a battle for russia's future it's not an expansionary effort on their part no no they're defending like you say the russian way of life and against the imperialistic west that narrative is really really important to him trying to sell what he's trying to do right
1: and it's not working very well, no. to be honest with you. I mean, they, this so-called drone attack on the Kremlin, yeah. it's laughable. I mean, first of all, they immediately blamed the Ukrainians. Then they blamed the Americans who were actually directing the Ukrainians to do Because, of course, Ukrainians never have any agency of their own. They have to have somebody telling them what to do, whether it's the Russians or the Germans or the Poles or the Americans. But Ukrainians have no ability to do things themselves. The truth is is that the, the likeliest scenario is, is that this is a staged event by Moscow, they wanted to show that Ukraine's attempts to attack Moscow were feeble. They wanted to show how effective their, uh, defense systems were. And then they wanted to provide a pretext to launch an attack on Ukraine. And what happened, what's tied with this is that you've probably heard this, uh, hyper, hypersonic missile called the Kinjal that was fired on Ukraine a couple of days after the drone attack. It was shot down by one of the Patriot, one of the two Patriot uh, missile defense systems that the West provided Ukraine, and it looks like it was targeting the uh, Ukraine's parliament building, and that this is going to be something that Putin could crow about that we took out. You know, they attacked our Kremlin, we attacked their Mm -hmm. their parliament buildings. It didn't. You know, they were shocked to find out that this um, Patriot missile was able to shoot it down. So. Uh, it, it's backfired on them, and the fact that Putin railed for ten minutes—it uh, it was an angry speech. Yeah. They call it a fiery speech. It was an angry speech because he knows everything he's doing is is messing up on him. This war that was supposed to last three days, that was supposed to, they were supposed to be greeted with flowers and bread and salt in Ukrainian cities, ain't happened. They've been t- they've taken a, a, a kicking, and they're still and they're, now they're bracing themselves for Ukraine's counteroffensive. So. Uh, if anything, what it's done is it's shown that the Emperor has no clothes, and that Russia is kind of a paper tiger that this huge army that it's had has suffered enormous losses. They have been trying for months to take Bakhmut. Mm-hmm. yeah and and you know this has made a, they've made a big deal of this, and they wanted it to be done by May 9th. so of course Putin Kasade and Crow we have captured Bakhmut. Uh, it's our Stalingrad or whatever. Not only have they not captured it, but in the last day, Ukraine has started to retake, has, has made gains. Uh, the Wagner Group has pulled out in places, uh, supposedly redeployed somewhere else, and the, uh, regular troops left behind were mauled by three, two units, the units were destroyed by, uh, the Ukrainian forces there. So, uh, they are not any, they keep, they announced a couple of times that they've taken, they've taken, they've taken, taken uh, Bakhmut. They haven't taken Bakhmut. Uh, Despite throwing all of their resources at it,
0: um, and you talk about how the, the 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 push to try and you know convince people that this is really what's going on, failing. I was wondering, what's your take on the fact that? The Victory Day celebrations that typically take place in Russia were very subdued. A lot of a lot of communities, a lot of cities in Russia didn't have anything. There were no events. There were no parades that, like there typically are. Um, I think it's not only the West that's sort of really discounting and rejecting flat out the things that Putin is saying. It seems to be happening within Russia too.
1: Absolutely. I mean, one of the things that's a feature of these become a feature of these parades is what they call the uh, March of the Immortal Battalion uh and these are uh, family members of service people who were killed in the second world war march in a unit and hold their pictures in honoring uh, honoring their memory that was canceled one of the reasons why it's, it was likely canceled is that they were afraid of the family members of troops killed in this war against ukraine might also show up with and and you know thousands and th- they lost a huge number of people And they didn't want to highlight or or draw attention to this. So they canceled that as well. The fact that there was only one tank in the parade. I mean, a T-34 tank from the Second World War. They've got all of their armaments at the the Ukrainian front. uh, And they've been losing enormous quantities of tanks and armored personnel carriers and trucks and uh, all this sort of stuff. They've lost an enormous amount of that stuff. So uh, they use the... Uh, threat of the, the created by the drones to say that well, for security reasons we're scaling it down. Uh, Ukrainians uh, or somebody has been c- committing acts of sabotage, very effective acts of sabotage, hitting Russian fuel depots, train train lines, and things like that inside deep inside Russia. And so they were concerned that any one of these parades in some of these other cities could also be a target.
0: So, I mean, uh, going on from here, uh, like you say, there are all kinds of signs that Russia is weakening. Yet, the battle continues, and, and like you say, there seems to be small gains made. I also spoke with people who say the longer it goes, the better it is, because Russia has an almost inexhaustible supply of of people, where Ukrainians, you know, doesn't uh, just in terms of population. So, where do you think this is going, and what's your timeline on this?
1: well i mean the uh, I think that the Russian timeline on this is they they want to hang on yeah. uh, they would like the war to to go on at least until the next elections, and hopefully Trump would come back into power, and everything would be good right I mm-hmm. mean mm-hmm. now, the likelihood of Trump actually winning I think is is remote uh you know that of uh, that happening. They've backed themselves in a the corner, but you can tell from the infighting that's already occurring between Pregoian and I mean Pregoian the day after the parade blasted Putin again. Uh, and uh, blasted the the, the military. Uh, So there's tensions among them. And, I mean, there are reasonable people, intelligent people in the Russian military, too, and in the Russian political and economic elites. You know, people who've lost a lot of money in their businesses because of the sanctions and the the, uh, damage done to the Russian economy. They're unhappy. And I think that Putin is looking over his shoulders more and more. I mean, it's one of the reasons why he's so irritable. uh, And why he also... You know, really restricts his appearances in public. I mean, he—you you look at when he meets with people. He uh, sits across a table because that's that's a long ways away from everybody. Because not just because of COVID, but he stays out of uh, shot range in some cases. You know, it's—it's—he's um, in trouble, and I think that that the the, that the likelihood is is that uh, we, we'll see. We'll see what happens with this with this offensive. Uh, that Ukraine is is going to launch at the same time in some ways the there's a danger that the Ukraine is sort of hyped they've been waging psychological war with the Russians so they've been talking it up we're going to go in there and we're going to kick their butts and you know to to rattle the Russians they might have overinflated expectations it's going to be a tough fight because the Russians are dug in but there is a, a chance that you know some units might just say I'm throwing the towel and say this is a war we shouldn't have gone into. We need to get out of it, and we'll, we'll walk away, and some of their commanders will go with them. So who knows how it's all going to play out.
0: Yeah, exactly. Nobody seems to know. Uh Yars, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate the insight.